today. I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, is not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David, I call it Revelations in the Bible, Niles. I don't. I told you not to tell anybody about that. Okay. <laughs> because you said that, now some things have to be explained. It's a pet peeve of mine when people call the book Revelations. The book is called Revelation. It's the book of Revelation. It's not the book of Revelations. If you call it the book of Revelations, you should be punched in the face. Lightly at first, then very... As a warning. And then, and then strongly the second time. Okay? Lightly at first, and then very hard the second time. So I owe you. And just a minute ago, I, for some reason, called it the book of Revelations. And as soon as I did, I said, I cannot believe I said that. And then I told my two friends here... Please don't tell anyone I said that. I can't believe you did it, Adam. The cat's out of the... Monkey's out of the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Backstabbing meaning. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks. I thought it was a good name. Last time I trust you with a secret. Uh, welcome that to the... was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. Hey, we have... Uh, uh, Kendra and Jim Tierney on the show today. I just want to say, Adam, I don't know where you fall in like the first time, second time, punched in the face, but from this point on, consider yourself second time <laughs> revelations person, okay? I'm so, not the one that was saying it. I, no, I just want you to know, if you say revelations, I'm going to consider you a second time <laughs> punch hard mm. in the face not not softly in the face i just want you to know where you stand in the whole category of punching in the face because there's there's a tier system that i just laid out for you and i just want you to know where you are oh man okay you're, you're the second category fair enough second tier okay can you explain 
to everybody who we have on the show today and what we're going to be talking about. You know about. what? This is going to be a great show. I'm so excited. We have Jim and Kendra Tierney mm-hmm. on the show. So Kendra is the author Tierney. of... Tierney. Not Tierney. Did I say it wrong? Tierney. Did I, I say... Okay, yeah. Tierney. So uh, Kendra is the author of several books that um, have been are very, very popular. Uh, the She wrote the Catholic All Year book which um, really is phenomenal. Pam, uh, my wife, Lady Pamela, she has it. She's read a lot of it to me out loud just because... You, know, you can't read? Right. I mean, yeah. like, I'm, I'm illiterate. Right. But um, there's, like, how many books do you have where you, or, like, where you feel like, I have to read this paragraph to my spouse? You know what I mean? Uh, we do that with the Summa all the time. Well, obviously the Summa... But outside, but of, outside of the Summa... <laughs> Right. Like where he's like, hey, you have to hear what St. Thomas says about revelation to the demons. I mean, right. it's like, this is just going to blow your mind. Yeah. Um, but this book, she actually has read to me out loud. Uh-huh. Just because there are, uh, I feel like her stance on a lot of things is just balanced, practical. Um, it just has the ring of, of uh, prudence when you read it. And so like, I don't know. It's just a book I think that people should have. Catholic All Year. She has a new book that we're going to be going over her. This one. Catholic All Year Prayer Companion. The Liturgical Year in Practice. Which I think is a good subtitle because when you practice liturgical living, if you're not praying, then it's and what are you doing? not working. Yeah. Or something. So anyway, uh, that's who we're going to have them starting in the next segment on our show yes so if you're a guy who uh, who's listening to the show is trying to increase your prayer life trying to increase your family's prayer life trying to figure out what are the best ways in order to uh live liturgically within your home within the domestic church this will be a good episode for you liturgical living is the secret it's like the it's the key to i in my opinion to unlocking the faith for your children for real okay you know in an authentic in a, in a real way real way yeah. because it's it's when you bring the faith home right it's not the faith isn't just in on sunday at mass it's not just you know whenever you decide to talk about the faith the faith is a lived experience it's not a sermon you know mm-hmm. um it's not something that you just talk about it's something that you do right it's not a lecture it's not a lecture Sit right? down exactly here here's it's yeah. something you do it's something you celebrate the faith is something you celebrate um, and th- that's really what liturgical living is. It's a it's a way of bringing the celebrations, the feasts home. It's a, it's a it's a reason to have cake. It's have it's a reason to like open a, a nice glass of beer. It's a reason to live. You know. Okay. So um, hierarchically, <laughs> it's more important it's more important to celebrate the feasts than it is to observe the fasts because the feasts is an ex uh, eschatological reality, while the fasts are an earthly reality. Eschatological realities supersede earthly, earthly reality. Yes. Yeah. So it's more important to celebrate on Easter than it is to fast in Lent. I'm not saying don't fast in Lent. Obviously, right. that's not what I'm saying. You have to fast in Lent. Right. Do that. Yeah. You should definitely do that because it makes the feasts way, all way, that better. Way better. Yeah. Uh, this evening, so uh, also we've been getting some emails recently about our show and our format, 
just to let you guys know, if this is your first time listening to the Catholic Man Show, we do three things. Almost every episode, we the first segment, we open review and enjoy a beverage. The second segment, we typically have a man gear of some time, of some kind. And then the third seg- third and fourth segment and on, we have a topic. So if you're listening, you see the title of our show, and you're like, oh, I'd love to listen to this topic. And for the first 25 minutes, uh, it's not about the topic. That is why. Yeah, don't it's, be frustrated. That's just what you signed up for. This is our show. We get to we get to pick it's how our, we, it's totally our show. We get to we get to pick. Adam, it. why do we drink on this show? We drink on this show to observe, to showcase moderation, to mm-hmm. to uh, enjoy the things of this earth for its goodness, in order to uh, have a good conversation, and in order to um, pra- like, like I said, practice moderation. Right, because God made the things of this earth good, and in order to enjoy them for the goodness, you have to enjoy them. In moderation. Rightly. Right. Rightly. And they should be Orderly. enjoyed for their goodness. Right. In the right way. So the one we're drinking this evening is Weller Foolproof. It's 57% alcohol. Um, 114 proof. 114 proof. So it's pretty strong. And it's, but I, I really like it Weller in general. It because doesn't taste. When you drink it, it doesn't come across as being 50, I mean, 57% alcohol, that's is, pretty high. pretty high. Um, it, I, I like weeded whiskey. Weeded, 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 weeded whiskeys. Just, just embrace it. Weeded, weeded uh, whiskeys. Weeded. Whiskey. Uh, I I enjoy Wellers in general. Why am I saying what what way? Right. Uh, but so I wanted to see what this foolproof was going to be like. If it was going to be just too much. If because a lot of times, this is my my opinion. Foolproof is too much. It's like you mean like barrel strength? Is that what you yeah, mean? barrel strength, full, yeah. uh, full proof. You, like, is that what they mean? They say full proof. Do they mean barrel strength? No, there is a distinction, and I don't know exactly. Right, what because the I would have is. expected them to just say barrel strength. Yeah, I, 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 but um, I wouldn't. I mean, I I don't know. I wouldn't see. expect the barrel strength to be much higher than the full proof. You know what I mean? Um, right, but it it is it is good. It's not as intense as what I, I was worried it was going to be. No, you know, um, like if you were to just try this, you would have no idea that it oh, was... Oh, I think, I think you would. No, well, not that it's this high. I think that you would think it was like maybe 100, 100 proof. Hmm. 114 proof. I mean, that's a, there's a, it's a big jump. Sure. You know, so I, I, to me, it's so smooth. It doesn't have the bite of... I don't know. It doesn't have the bite of being as alcoholic as it is. Okay. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I don't know. Do you think it does? I mean, I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. I think having. I wish I would actually have a, a few drops of water uh, to see what really the, okay what it would how it would mellow out. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's really good. Hey, do you have your car back yet? No. Man, I'm hoping I'll pick it up this week. You think so? Yeah. That's good. Oh, That's and hey, nice. uh, shout out to Bernadette Colby. Her feast yeah, day she was just recently. Had her feast day yesterday. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, and Ignacio Colby, one uh, one uh, son. I, I want to give props to um, Bernadette's godfather, a man by the name of Juan Posada. Uh, he, he came over and brought two desserts, and he said, "In this hand, you can have this dessert, or you can have this dessert, or you can say, I choose both." Because uh, Saint yeah, Colby, he, crowns. You know, he chose both. What, what right. did she do? Well, she actually picked one, and I was like, "No, <laughs> Bernadette, no, choose both. You want, you want both." 
and then she said, oh, I choose both. And he's like, yeah, totally. Nice. Good job, Juan. Way to go. It was a good move. Way to go, Juan. We'll have Jim and Kendra Tierney on the uh, other side of this break. We'll be right back. We want to thank the Catholic Woodworker for sponsoring this segment of the Catholic Man Show. Gentlemen, let me tell you something that Jonathan Conrad, the owner of the Catholic Woodworker, has sponsored the Catholic Man Show, has supported the Catholic Man Show on Patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show since almost the very beginning. He's one of our very first non-Oklahomans to support the show. We've been on the air for five years, so that's saying something. He continues to support our show. He does so because he believes in our mission. He believes uh, in the work that we are doing, and in turn, he wants to support us and give you, the listener, the opportunity to uh, take 10% off all of his heirloom quality rosaries, crucifixes, and home altars. If you're a man that travels a lot in your job, if you're a man who continues to have to live uh, in hotel rooms, the home altars are the way to go. If you go to the thecatholicwoodworker.com, click on the home altars. It's the way to sanctify your travel. You keep that with you. You're you're posted up in the hotel room, and you and you break out the home altar. It gives you a, a place, a sacred sp- uh, spot within the hotel room to pray for your family um, and, and for your travels. So we highly recommend going to thecatholicwoodworker.com. Type in the promo code TCMS. It lets him know that we sent you there. He will continue sponsoring the show, and in turn, we'll be able to continue the good work that we're doing. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for all your support. Uh, we love you, brother, and we're so proud of you for uh, opening up your new facility. Cheers, bud. And welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada in studio today. We are joined by the two and only, the people you know, Jim and Kendra Tierney. Thank you so much for being with us today, guys. I am so excited to have you. I am three quarters as excited as my wife is to have you guys both on uh, the show today. Um, I have this book here with me, right? I brought from my house. Um... We also have another book you guys are just putting out. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking about it again. I'm really getting a little bit ahead of myself. Yeah, we're right out jump right out of the gate here, but that's just how excited I am. So, um, thank you so much for being here. We're very uh, yeah. Thank you for having us. Do you want to tell? Do you want to just since I brought it up already, Adam, tell them what the book is that you held up because this yeah, is the this Catholic is- All Year book. That, that I think like, everybody, everybody knows, knows about, right? right? Yeah, and they just put out a new one, Catholic All Year Prayer Companion Liturgical Year in Practice. Mm. Almost, there we go. That's good product placement right there. Uh, so we're so excited to have you guys uh, as young families. Uh, we are always like trying to figure out what are the best ways to live out our faith in the in the domestic church how do we do it you know what are the ways that have been effective what are the ways that that have not been effective for other people so we can take that wisdom and try to apply it to to ourselves because we're trying you know as we all are trying our best to pass on the faith to the next generation Um, and so what you've been able to do is you've been able to kind of take all the wisdom that you've you guys have uh, accrued over the years and put them into books for everybody else and so um, I'm really excited about the prayer companion, the one that you guys just put out, uh, because 
as everybody, maybe it's just me, I don't know, maybe it's just the Minahan house, but praying as a family can get a little difficult. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is, is definitely something that everybody experiences. And, and, and that's the reason that this book exists was, you know, the goal was to make prayer time go more smoothly. And, uh, you know, and especially for, uh, you know, busy families. And, and so that we would have this resource of, uh, of liturgically based prayers that, that we would have access to when, you know, my husband gets home from work and uh, hasn't had a lot of time during the day to research particular prayers that would be appropriate for the day. Yeah, and so and you have ten children, correct? Yes. Do, yes. 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 Yeah. And so the age ranges are are what to what? One to nineteen. One to nineteen. Okay. So nice. So out of just out of curiosity, what is a normal? day of prayer look like in the tyranny house like what like if i came over tomorrow what does prayer life look like in your house i think our um the our, our goal is to start the day with the morning offering that's sort of my um i feel like that's the if you only get to one prayer all day if you say the morning offering then you know you can sort of count the whole rest of the day as a prayer so that's that's the one that i really focus on you know, with per, if I've got kids in the car, driving them to school, or my homeschool kids, you know, I try to say it on my own, and then um, and, and then say it with them. Our our goal is to say the Angelus at noon, to say a rosary in the car. Where that's sort of our uh, when you know trapped in the car with the kids is is when we most often get to a rosary. Yeah, and then uh, over the dinner table is really where we sort of focus our our family. Uh, liturgical living uh, experiences through food and conversation about the saints. Um, when when you're in the school year, you do the guardian angel prayer. With that's right. Too. Yeah, we do the guardian right. angel prayer in the morning also, and we say good morning to our guardian angels. It's very cute. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you take them to, to mass with you. I'm home with little kids. Middle mm -hmm. kids get to go to mass with dad in the morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> with the, I've started doing uh, a guided examination of conscience with uh, our teens at the end of the day every day called Check In With Dad. And it's, uh, you know, it's just a review of how the school day went or how you contributed to the, the functioning of the family house. It's, it's not all overtly prayerful, but... It's a review of the things that are my obligations and what I should have done and how I did them and did I do a good job in them or could I make some resolutions to do them better tomorrow? Uh, and then uh, we say an act of contrition, uh, the, the teens and I, before they go to bed. And I, I kind of remind them, uh, our, our teens are, are kind of uh, encouraged to do their own morning offering right when they hit the floor in the morning, just get on their knees, say a morning offering, and then review the re the resolutions from the examination of conscience last night. What did I say I was going to do better today? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not going to pull any sister's hair at all. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, this is sounding very then, familiar. Yes. Yeah. And then... Um, 
they all always make their beds prayerfully. Uh, <laughs> Come down and ask what extra chores they can do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Levitate down the stairs. Is it just me? Is it just me? Yeah. 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 Uh, Good morning, Mother. This day is a blessing. How can I serve you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's Have it. you been talking to my children? <laughs> no, you didn't get that from them. <laughs> this morning, I was, making, I was making waffles, and one of my daughters said, well, is there chocolate chips in them? And I said, no. And I got the biggest eye roll. It was like, I'm making waffles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What do you want from me? Go sit in timeout. <laughs> I actually, I, I do actually love that the, the examination of conscience. So my oldest is uh, just you know gone through uh, first reconciliation, first communion, and we've been trying to instill about every three weeks or so going to confession together. And yeah. I've realized over the last uh, three or four times that Luke, he's like, well, I don't know, I I, I don't know what to confess. It's not like he's perfect child or anything but i realized that i'm i'm not doing a very good job of helping him examine his conscience um on a daily basis or even on a weekly basis or, or or whatever so i really like that idea of going through examining uh you know giving them the opportunity to examine their own conscience so that way when we do go to confession that we're not blindsided or we're not uh preparing properly kendra's got a book for that too that's true I do have a book about confession for kids. That's what it's called. <laughs> really? Oh, nice. Dude, yeah, it's from Ignatius Press, too. Oh. I need to, this is, <laughs> to check this out. This, this is, is like, a happy moment for Adam because yes. he gets super excited anytime there's another book he gets to buy. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so have you ever experienced, while you're doing this, uh, reluctancy from your kids? Uh, the teenagers <laughs> yeah i mean because uh, the guys that are listening right now they're like yeah this all sounds awesome if i try to instill this especially as they're a teenager now i haven't yeah. been i haven't they haven't been formed this way they haven't been grown up this way but i need to start which they should like yeah. even if they have not been formed they should start uh sure. there's going to be some reluctancy right so yeah. what, what would you say to, the, to that well i think you know first thing is that if you have the opportunity to start younger, that's that's the way to go. Um, and that's going to make everything easier. Um, I hear a lot from families who get a lot of pushback from little kids. And that's really not our experience with, with our little kids. It's really, you know, prayer, silly, uh, you know, silly liturgical living traditions uh, are really part of our family culture. They experience. Say more about silly liturgical. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I like food puns and things like serving yes. s'mores for the feast of Saint Thomas More because I think that's funny. Um, I like, sir, I like making my kids help me peel apples or chicken or vegetables for the feast of Saint Bartholomew and talking about how he got skinned. And my kids are totally <laughs> down for that. They love it. <laughs> Um, the more gruesome the martyrdom. Yeah. 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 So they're they are on board with all that stuff, and we really don't get pushback on you know if we're going to go to mass. They're they're even used to saying the rosary. We and you know they know that resistance is futile on that. Um, but we do we we do get surly teenagers who sneak off and go to bed or um, 
or do not participate joyfully in the examination of conscience. But I just think it's it's about being more, uh, you know, just more contrary than they are, I guess. You know, just like being willing to stick it out because it's important, even if they're not acting like they're benefiting from it. You just keep doing it. Yeah, and have to believe it's it's a channel for grace, and uh, and and so yeah, I don't I don't think it's ever too late to start, and I think that uh, if you are starting with teenagers, you know, uh, uh, to to just sort of draw from the business guru book world, uh, start with why, and have a conversation with them and, and explain why. You know what? And, and sit down and say, you know, I really want uh, our family uh, to develop a, more more faithful habits in the home, and I, I could really use your help. Uh, this would be a great way for you to help learn, you know, how, how to be an adult and uh, and and to further help out our family and be a, a good example for your brothers and sisters. Uh, and or, or whatever the reason is that uh, the individual picks, being upfront about that and sharing it with those kids, and then saying, "Look, I'm going to make a habit out of this, and we're going to start doing this." I, I haven't been doing the examination of conscience their their whole lives. I just started in the last year or two, and so uh, it's a it's a new thing that I introduced, and um, I think you know, it's been effective. It's been effective, yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll be right back. We're here with uh, Kendra and Jim Tierney. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great, the best hotels, you're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So, go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Here with Jim and Kendra Tierney, the Catholic All Year Prayer Companion, the Liturgical Year in Practice by Ignatius Press. Go check it out, IgnatiusPress.com, CatholicAllYear.com as well. Is that correct? Did I get the URL correct? That is correct. Boom. Okay, good deal. CatholicAllYear.com. On the uh, before the break, we were talking about you know reluctant teenagers being like how to introduce. Uh, a practice that maybe you haven't been doing throughout the and, you know, throughout your, your your life, and but you realize all of a sudden, hey, we need to be doing this, uh, or maybe you just now found out, like, oh, that's a great idea. This happens to me all the time. It's like I didn't think about doing this, yeah. and then somebody comes around and says it, and you're like, 
okay, I got to start doing this, but your kids haven't been used to it. Yeah. You don't have the it virtue happens a lot where parents habit realize, of it. Like, I'm behind the eight ball on some of this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, not because I didn't want to be, or I wanted to be there. It's just, I just didn't realize it. Right. And so how do you develop this habit and, and this virtue of, of praying with your kids, uh, having them do the examination of conscience, things like that? Well, like like Jim was just saying, it, it is something that we have changed and that we've developed more recently with our with our teenagers. And I think that it can be tempting to to want to do this sort of father knows best TV show or you know the because I said so type parenting. And we've really felt that that it, it doesn't detract from our authority as parents to explain ourselves to our kids. And and I think that it's that it's okay to say, you know, we are in charge of you because God said so, but that doesn't mean that we're perfect. And and I think that it's okay to sit down with kids and say, hey, here's some things that, that we think aren't working that well, and here's what we're gonna do to try to address that. And you know, we're we're all muddling through this this together, and and you know, I I think that works to be honest with kids um, about why we want to make changes. Yeah, uh, I mean, so l- let me ask you this: it, How important is your own prayer life in getting buy-in from your kids? And let me just give you a little context. What I, kind of what I mean is that I, I have this theory that. If you are trying to instill things in your kids, especially when it comes to the faith, that if you're doing it from a, I'm trying to teach you this perspective, it might not work. But if you, if it's more of like, I'm sharing this with you perspective, you know, like this, the faith is something that I love and that I live. And so I'm sharing it with you. Like, that's kind of the context of my question. So how, how important have you guys found your own prayer lives to be, whether your children see witness your own individual private prayer lives? Because I'm assuming you have a private prayer life, which is separate, or in addition to your family prayer life. Uh, so could you just talk a little bit about about that? Sure. I, there's no way around having a lot of togetherness uh, in a family of 12 people. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so there's not a lot of privacy and a lot of room to... Uh, to do things completely on one's own. Uh, you know, my, we haven't interviewed our kids and asked them this question. My hope is that when they think back about their dad and they realize that dad was a daily communicant, uh, that that is going to have an impact beyond what, uh, what it may be having on them today. You know. I, th- I often think about the story I've heard. Um, I, th- I think St. John Paul II tell himself uh, about the example of his father and seeing his father kneeling in prayer. You know, what, uh, what a gift uh, Mr. Vaitiva gave the world by allowing, you know, his young son to see him in prayer uh, and realized that he needed to, you know, draw, draw closer to God himself and probably thereby discerned his vocation to the priesthood and ultimately um, to, to become the Pope. And so we don't know how these things will impact the next generation for sure, but I think we just have to 
kind of that Christian hope that the Holy Spirit is going to work through us and that is going to do is is going to is going to multiply the the the, the loaves and the fishes to feed the five thousand. Where our our resources are meager, uh, you know, the resources of God are infinite, and so uh, we do have private prayer lives. And I, and um, you know, I think uh, not not to uh, you know, I, I think we have to have faith in a situation where we're where we're dealing with reluctant teenagers. And trying to overcome that, we have to pray for them and have faith that uh, that prayer is going to be effective, and and that uh, our Lord is going to help us uh, to get through to them in the way that they need. Uh, so we pray a lot for our kids. And I think what you were saying about it can't be something that we're just telling our kids. Um, it it has to be something that that is authentically part of our lives and. And I think that's what liturgical living in the home has, has that's a way that it has benefited our family, that, you know, it, that our Catholic faith isn't something that we just go to on Sundays, that, that it's woven throughout, um, throughout our, our years and, and throughout our day. And, and to, to be able to use the liturgical calendar as this framework to be able, you know, to discuss the lives of the saints and and the way that their faith impacted their lives and then the world to to use it to talk about church doctrine like you know the talk about what the feast of the assumption means and and what we doctrinally believe about mary and why that's important and rather than sitting the kids down like okay here today is a lesson on the you know the assumption and and when that became a required belief for you you know to to instead have a special meal and and have a conversation over the dinner table and and to have these positive associations and and you know activities and and blessings and prayers and litanies and you know dad winging us in the face with holy water and, <laughs> you know just just to, to for for our faith to be woven through our actual lives and not, I, I, I mean, I, I just think to me, you know, our, our oldest is 19, so we don't know how all this turns out, but it is my fervent hope and, and my expectation that, that that makes the faith, you know, a, a, a real part of, of my kids' lives and something that would be really hard to walk away from. Yeah. The other thing is we, uh, I think they can't help, help but notice that we, invite other families into this practice of, of having of celebrating feasts and solemnities and and um you know events on the liturgical calendar bringing other families into it trying to include their friends in it always uh allowing them to invite friends over for the celebrations that we have and uh, and making memories that cre that create those positive associations and i think will make it obvious to them when they are adult enough to look back and, and realize what we were doing. We were trying to build a Catholic culture around them that was uh, <coughs> inoculating against some of the, um, the, the baser elements of our, of our broader secular culture. 
yeah, and I think one of the one of the great things about liturgical living, and as you learn more and more about it, especially with your family, and you're trying to uh, involve that within your family, is it it happens around the dinner table, right? It, 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 it food is heavily involved, drink is heavily involved, like you know, being able to live liturgically, you know, we're body soul composites, and so and you're able to sit down with a meal and incorporate uh, food that is good for your body. While talking about our faith that is good for our soul, uh, it is just so holistic uh, of a person. So I'm, I'm curious on some of the fun things that you guys do as a family that involve food. You already mentioned one of the s'mores, St. Thomas More. I thought that's that, that's brilliant. I like that. Uh, what are some of the other ones you have? Let's see. I'm trying to think of things that are coming up uh, for for the Feast of the Guardian Angels, Michaelmas, uh, we always have a... Archangels, Archangels. Uh, sorry, yeah, Feast of the Archangels. We always have... Uh, that, that was one of the first sort of community liturgical living uh, celebrations that we that we started doing and inviting the neighbors over. You're supposed to have goose for Michaelmas. Uh, my family does not wish me to make goose. So, um, so we usually have something like uh, Cornish game hen, and then we have hot Cheetos uh, and asparagus spears and blackberries. You're supposed to have blackberries because the legend says that um, that when St. Michael tossed uh, Satan out of heaven, he landed in a blackberry bush and uh, spat or otherwise defiled the blackberries. So you're not supposed to have blackberries after September 29th. So you're supposed to have a lot of them leading up to that. Um, but, and, and we have a devil pinata so that we can bash it with wooden swords and, uh, and really a good time is had by all. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, candy falls out of the devil pinata. I'm careful to <laughs> instruct the children that really what would fall out of the devil if you were to, if you were to stab them is banned books. But that doesn't make for a great pinata because someone could get hurt. If you so, tell you tell them that the re sweet reward is for vanquishing the devil. Yes, there you go. Right, yeah, Kendra you frames, frames it, frames it up it. properly. Yeah. So um, our but our buddy Juan, who you cannot see, but is off camera right now, he is notorious for devil pinatas. One time the he brought toys. one. He's he bring. It's been a thing for a while, and he brings them <laughs> sometimes with various cigars in them as well. So it's the kids and the dads are like both crowding. Like you know when when you can tell it's about to go down, the dads are like right there. Like, Get ready, okay. ready, <laughs> pushing kids over. Pinatas are actually are a Catholic tradition. The 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 original shape of pinatas in Mexico has seven points for the seven deadly sins. So you're supposed to have blind faith by, by being blindfolded and just whack at the seven deadly sins and then, you know, I did win. not know that. That is incredible. Sure. We will be yeah. right back. This is the Catholic Man Show with Adam Minahan and David Niles. You put it out. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it let's air in. You can drink, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This is David Niles. I'm here with Adam Minahan. We are joined by the Tierneys, Jim and Kendra, authors of Prayer Companion, The Liturgical Year in Practice. I uh, noticed we didn't mention it. You guys both have uh, manly beverages. K Kendra, yours is uh, 
a supremely feminine beverage. Yeah, uh, mine's, mine's not that manly. <laughs> what is it? But it's uh, delicious. Bailey's and milk, because I can't even take Bailey's on its own. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, what are you what are you drinking? I've got uh, a Balvini 12 year single malt mm, scotch. It's big a little more manly than Bailey's. <laughs> It's Irish, though. I'm, it's fit. I'm, I'm it's supporting fit. our heritage. No, mine. Oh. Mine. Supporting it's, our heritage. Uh, well, Kendra, my wife also drinks Irish cream a lot. Uh, well, I mean, in moderation. In Well, <laughs> I, said, I mean, you, you kind of made her sound like, yeah. She, look, <laughs> we go through a lot of Irish cream. <laughs> no, actually, it's not even that often, like, because she's pregnant most of the time. But, like... <laughs> Uh, that is one of the things she does like to drink. And when I pour it for her, before I bring it to her, I always drink a little bit because it's just delicious. I mean, it's very tasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the queen deserves a, to have a taster. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so you guys, can uh, use that free of charge. Free of charge. There it is. <laughs> Hey, so I did have a, I did have a question for you guys. Uh, I, I know we want to also try to get into fasting per once. Uh, a suggestion which I think is very good but before I do I, th- there's going to be guys who listen to this show uh, who, who think man what a blessing it is that you guys are on the same page right that you guys are both trying to live liturgically you both are Catholic you both are you care about uh, passing on the faith not everybody's in that situation not everybody is um, you know blessed by the, being in that situation so my question is, is how do you over maybe how would you suggest to overcome that and then I would be I would be curious on what like Kendra, what is one thing that Jim does that really supports you that you really appreciate? And then Jim, that would be the same question. Yeah, I think we have been really blessed to be on this journey together. That neither of us grew up with liturgical living in the home traditions. But as we had as we started our family and we had young kids, you know, they started getting old enough that they were asking questions and and we wanted to have the right answers for them. We wanted to be people who were taking our faith seriously and able to pass it along and learning about these liturgical living in the home traditions. um, I know it was really helpful for me in, you know, in learning more about the faith to be able to pass along and then, you know, really making it part of our family culture. Uh, So we, and we, you know, we just sort of we came to this place together, uh, which has been great. Um, so we don't have personal experience as a couple, you know, as a family with with people not being on the same page. But when I was growing up, my dad was not Catholic. And um, so my mom really set an example in, in our family of, of, you know, non-argumentative, uh, prayerful sort of setting of a good example and showing him that, mass attendance was a priority and getting the sacraments for my um, sister and I was a priority. And um, I think maybe the most important thing that she did was, was to befriend um, other Catholic families. And that when I was in college, my dad out of what seemingly out of the blue, but really out of, you know, 23 years of, uh, of my mom's prayers, he just enrolled himself in RCIA, excuse me, in RCIA, and now he is Catholic and a an enthusiastic participant in all of our liturgical living traditions. And you know, they go on pilgrimages together. And um, and 
when we finally were able to corner him and ask him, you know, why are you Catholic now? Um, and it, it really was the example, you know, when he looked at these other families, he he realized that that's what he wanted for, for his family. And so it's that, that community aspect um, and the, the influence of, of other people rather than, um, you know, my mom nagging him was, was really what was meaningful um, for him. Yeah. Uh, so I absolutely uh, recommend, and, and to guys who ask me advice, uh, I recommend being on the same page. And that's even to the point of, of self-sacrificing one's own desire to maybe amp things like this up, um, as long as the matter's not grave, uh, you know, I, I don't think we have to be uh, so insistent uh, on it as to be obstinate. So, um, so you know, I, I think if, um, if we weren't on the same page, I, um, and obviously, look, in every marriage there are disagreements, I think we have a good practice uh, between the two of us of, of just trying to um, be, to listen and, and be, uh, to honor the other's opinion and, and not be overbearing about it. So if this is the sort of thing that just isn't landing well with, uh, uh, with one spouse, and uh, then I would say maybe it's not the right time to push it. Uh, you know, and, and, and maybe what to do is uh, a piece of advice that um, I heard uh, in one of Scott Hahn's recorded talks, he talks about a friend who gave him the advice when, he, when Scott was trying to uh, convince his wife, Kimberly, to come into the church after he had been received into the church. His friend told him, turn down the doctrine and turn up the romance. And uh, I, I, there's a tremendous amount of wisdom yeah. uh, in just loving the other person better than we currently are setting out to like tomorrow is going to be a day when I love my spouse better than I did today. We should be doing that anyway. But uh, if, if that's the ultimate goal, if the ultimate goal is to really bring liturgical, liturgical living into the home full force and the other spouse isn't on board with it, I, I would start with loving one, the, uh, the spouse better. Um, so, uh, and and as Kendra pointed out, we've, we've been on this journey together. I, I want to be, uh, I want to point out that um, the books are authored by Kendra. I, I had a, an editor, editor function, uh, but um, they're really, uh, her vision and her uh, execution, uh, her uh, unwavering devotion to getting them done and making them a, a resource for families out there. So I just wanted to say that. But and they are inspired by our family life. And you and you asked what you know what's the one thing that he does that helps me the most and and, and it's it's being home for dinner. And I know it's a huge sacrifice for him and he works really long hours and he you know works with people who don't really understand that one might want to be home with their family. <laughs> Um, and, and so he makes a lot of sacrifices to be home for dinner. And I, you know, I, I, I like to refer to it as the, you know, apostolate of, of the, 
dinner of the, the apostle of family dinner because it really is you know it, it's it's the way that we outreach to our to our our own family to our friends and and neighbors and um you know just just being together as a family and and him making the sacrifices necessary to be home with us for for dinner i think has made a, a huge difference in our family life and 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 in our domestic church i'd say what kendra does uh that supports me is uh, is is to work really hard to create a joyful home uh so um I, I mean, I don't know if my kids like me enough to come running to greet me at the door, but <laughs> I, I kind of suspect that she's sort of trained them to do that. Uh, but I mean, I get tackled at the door when I, when I come in, and uh, what a great feeling that is to come home to uh, when I have stepped away from the office, when I have stepped away from something that was important, uh, to come home to the family and have it be recognized and... Uh, so let me also say uh, that manifests itself, that joy manifests itself in a lot of other ways that support me. Um, you know, we, for, uh, for 14 years uh, in our house, we've dealt with my own uh, fight against cancer. And, and so, uh, you know, if Kendra has been worried or, uh, you know, or, uh, just fearful about what the future holds. Uh, she hasn't let me know about it. Uh, she's just been rock solid. Well, guys, uh, really, I just want to thank you for coming on our show today. Uh, it has really, um, you've had a bigger impact in just my own family than, than I can really tell you. Um, I just have found, I just want to like give another testimony that I, I have found your um, stances on things to be balanced and, like practical and very real. I mean, I'm talking everything from like how to handle Santa Claus, you know, to like interesting things about uh, soaking people with water balloons um, because of some Polish festival that I found out about. That's right. It's like, what Monday? Right. It's like, I'm Polish and it's like, I did not know about this <laughs> until yeah. this year. This is the first year yeah. I, I found well, out about we're it. We're helping you become fully Polish. That's right. That's right. It's like, I'm. I'm allowed to do this because I'm Polish. You're not, Adam. You're not allowed to do it to me. But I'm allowed to... This is part of my heritage. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, guys, really, thank you. Uh, God bless you for your work. Please, everyone, go out and get the Catholic All Year Prayer Companion. Well, and let me plug Jim's uh, podcast for a second. It's called The Dad Project, and it's it's a... uh, focused on virtues and is appropriately appropriate for Catholics and non-Catholics alike. So, um, check that out. The dad project. The The dad project. The dad project. The dad project. project. Yeah. It's on, uh, iOS podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. It's our website, dadproject.net. Uh, and as Kendra says, it's, Focused on the human virtues. It's not intended to be overtly religious. Uh, So it can be um, a tool for evangelization to, uh, you know, the unchurched, to atheists, uh, because I think everybody can agree on wanting to be a good dad. 
And, uh, and so starting by making oneself more virtuous and working on the virtue of our kids is, uh, that's truth. And, um, and the truth it is leads good. to good places. It leads to good places, That's right. yeah. That's right. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know that you're you. very busy. You have, uh, like we said, family like, of 12. It's not like you guys have like, just a leisurely like, Sunday. Like some kids. Yeah, yeah it's like, but uh, we, are, kids. we are grateful. You've, you've been a blessing to, uh, to the church and to us, um, and, and we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Bless you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.